0: Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Holtz, and this is episode 248, What Will It Take to Finish Your Book, coming to you on Thursday, May 20th, 2021. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I've been working with writers to finish their book and get it out into the world whether you want to go the traditional route and publish with a publishing house or take the entrepreneurial route and learn how to publish yourself. If you have a burning idea inside, I think it's important to get it out. I absolutely believe that you can write a book and I absolutely believe that books change the world. And I love the idea of thinking, what if you and I could change the world for the better? I'm a writer, so I know how it feels to have an idea or a story tumbling around inside. For me, if I don't write, I start feeling like I'm withering away inside. I feel much better when I write my ideas down. And I feel a sense of satisfaction just by putting things down on paper. But the incredible and intense sense of accomplishment I feel when I finish a book, there's nothing like it for me. And I want to help other people feel that way too. And that's just the inward facing side of why I believe that finishing your book is important, the part that affects you. There's also the part that affects other people, how your book is affecting other people's lives. Maybe you'll teach someone to do something that you're good at. Maybe you'll convince people to make a change to improve their health or the health of the planet. Maybe you'll help someone have a few hours of relaxation and enjoyment after a long, hard day or on their summer vacation. All of these reasons are great reasons for finishing your book. Whether you're more interested in your own satisfaction or more excited about how it will affect others, they're all good reasons. Now, if you have lots of ideas and it's fun to let them tumble around when you're just standing in line or sitting in traffic and they're not pushing and shoving to get out, no problem. I love daydreaming and not every idea I have is making me uncomfortable and pushing until I write it down. Uh, If that were to happen, I would be writing every waking hour. My mind is always full of ideas and maybe yours is too. So maybe you like the idea of writing a book, of holding a book in your hand with your name on it. But when you start thinking about all the hours involved and the time it takes to learn and grow, so your writing is good enough for people to want to give you money for it, maybe some days that doesn't really sound so fun. (laughs) All of that extra work. And that is perfectly fine. Writing for the joy of it is definitely a good reason. I think it's the best reason. And what you decide to do with the book afterwards is a separate choice. So whether you're thinking about writing just for yourself or to leave a family legacy or to promote your work or your business or to have a career, no matter what your end goal, there is one thing you have to do, finish. In order to have a book of any length, you have to finish writing it, right? so what will it take for you to finish your book I found that there are three main things required no matter what you're writing fiction or nonfiction, no matter the length and that's time mindset and structure you need the the time to sit down and write until you come to the end you need to believe that this endeavor is worth taking time away from other things because you're not just sitting around with the time on your hands that you don't know what to do with yourself. Oh, I guess I could write a book during these hours of the day, right? I mean, there's always something calling to us, whether it's something fun or just things that we feel like we need to do. So you need to believe that this is important enough to take a little bit of time away from other things to do it. And you need to have an idea of what you're trying to create. A romance novel will have a different structure from an epic fantasy. A How to Fix Your Motorcycle Guide will be set up differently than a ministry book for growing a church. Time, mindset, and structure are also all intertwined. If you don't have a good structure for your book, it's going to take a lot longer to write it. And if you don't set aside time to write and you let other things get in the way, you're going to get discouraged and start to believe you'll never finish. I really do want you to finish your book, either for yourself or your readers or both. So let's start with time. If we made a list of everything that we would love to do or need to do, there would always, of course, be more than we can possibly accomplish. Though I heard a great quote, uh, I don't know who it's attributed to, but you and I, we both overestimate how much we can get done in a day. And we underestimate how much we can get done in a year. I think it might be a Thomas Edison quote, I love him. Uh, He's quoted a lot in the books that I read, but I think that's really important for us to consider. So if we made a list of everything that we want or need to do, and we understand that that list would be longer than anything that we could possibly accomplish in a day, we still need to consider whether or not we're misunderstanding how much we could accomplish in a year if we found a way to move things around in, in our time better. I've taught a time management class for writers for over a decade. And once I did a slideshow at a writers' conference showing the breakdown of the number of hours in a week and what might be taking up that time. And then one of the students pointed out that I had done the math wrong, cramming more than 168 hours into the week. And a week, seven days times 24 hours only has 168 hours. I had done the math so that it came to 168, but it was actually like 172 or something. So obviously my subconscious was at work even while I was creating the slide, trying to help other people manage their time better. So we need to think about what we must do. We need to sleep and eat and exercise and work Mm -hmm. and buy groceries and do laundry. We need to ask ourselves, how can we arrange our week so that we can carve out 15 or 30 or 60 minutes a day or an hour or two a week? First thing in the morning, maybe. Last thing before bed, maybe at lunch i wrote quite a lot of little miss lovesick during my lunch hour when i worked at nbc an awful lot of that book was written during lunch hour it can be done uh maybe while your dog is eating before you have to take him for a walk so i know a lot of dogs they eat very very fast but um but there might be a moment where you can be like pour the dog food in the bowl take 15 minutes to write. Now he's been done for 10 minutes and he's ready to go for a walk. Even standing in line at the grocery store, you could type out a paragraph or two on your phone. So there's always a time that we could bring in, um, we could change what we're doing so that we can bring in just a little bit more writing into our day or our week. Or what could we pay for or barter to be done for us so that we could have a little bit more time. Um, When I've taught my time management class, I would have people asking their specific questions and then eventually I get to use them as examples. So maybe one of your kids wants a pair of sneakers that you feel are ridiculously overpriced, but what if your child did all the cooking or laundry or whatever it was, that's taking up a lot of your time that could be used for writing. What if they did all of it for a month or two or whatever it was that you both came to an agreement? So they earn the price of the sneakers and you make sure that you use every moment of those hours only for writing. You're essentially paying to have time to write. This will not work, however, if you hover instead of write. I just wanted to point that out. So you need to ask yourself, is it worth it for the laundry to be good enough, though not up to your standards, in order for you to have several hours to write? Or maybe you can hire someone to clean your house or order in groceries and or hot meals or and this is another thing that came from uh, one of my students instead of getting upset that your partner wants to play golf or video games or go shopping and you don't want to make a deal for a certain amount of time you get to write while they're doing the thing that they really want to do then you both get what you want that actually can work out very very well in most situations (laughs) but you need to figure out the story you need to tell yourself in order to believe that this endeavor is worth taking time away from other things, because you probably don't have time that you're just sitting there going, I don't know what to do with myself, which means that by definition, you'll be taking time away from other things, but there are probably things that you can give a a little bit of that time over to writing do you normally spend several hours a week binge-watching favorite TV shows with your friends and family? I do. <laughs> but what if you took two of those hours a week and suggested they watch a show that you don't want to see while you write? My husband and I actually started doing this and uh, I think we've both become quite quite happier with it. He also writes, but there are times when he's like, I've done my work, I've done my writing, and what I really need to do is something that in in his mind is relaxing and fun. When I look at it, I'm like, that does not look relaxing or fun or interesting at all to me. And so sometimes that's the best time for me to get a little bit of extra writing in. Changing your habits, of course, isn't easy, but it can be worth it for the right reward. If after a month you're missing all the things that you used to do with your time, give yourself permission to stop writing. It's okay if it's not important enough to you at this point in your life. Don't let yourself feel guilty. Life is about choices and we'll be happier if we can make our choices and then choose to be happy with them or at least be at peace with them. And what you choose for this week or this month, you can change and try something different next month. Also, you can take a month off and say, okay, during this month, It's going to be all about friends and family. You know, maybe it's um, one of the summer months. We're going to be having a quite uh, long vacation when we're still living in Sweden. So uh, we'll have three weeks off in August. And I am very much looking forward to writing when I just feel in the mood, which I expect to be you know, rather frequently, Um, but also reading and watching TV and laying in the sun and going for walks and, you know, anything else that comes up. Uh, What did we do last year? There was some sort of berry that came out right at the time that uh, we happened to have summer break and we would ride our bikes all around and look for more berry patches that we could actually get into. turns out I forgot how much the thorns on berry bushes scratch up your skin. So, There are lots of places and times where writing is a great choice. And sometimes when we just have to say, I don't feel guilty, I'm gonna take this time and I'm going to not write during this time. If during the writing times though, you find that your soul seems to be singing more, which is what I feel when I'm writing most of the time, You know, sometimes you're stuck and your soul isn't really singing quite as much at that point. But when you find that your soul seems to be happier now that you're writing more, then keep it up. Hooray! (laughs) This is exciting. So what do I think about mindset is so important to a writer? It isn't just a trendy topic. I really believe that it's not just that there are all sorts of things in our lives that suddenly it seems like everybody's talking about it. And right now it seems to me that mindset and um, mindfulness have been um, out in the world, people talking about it, people trying to learn more about it, do it more and put it into their life more. Um, But this is something that I think is super important for you as a writer, because you are going to be in charge of your time. Uh, You are in charge about how you feel about what you're doing with your time. And when you decided that writing was more important to you than watching TV, and remember, I'm not knocking TV. I love ingesting stories in any form. Or when you decided that writing was worth having improperly folded laundry (laughs) or worth paying someone else to clean your house, your decision affected your behavior. So that's part of what mindset is doing here but you could very easily reject your decision and go back to hanging out with your friends in perfectly ironed shirts. So all of these things that we're making decisions about is you know, coming from what we're telling ourselves. Our mindset is not only the story we tell ourselves, which sometimes is, I'll never be able to do this. How in the world will I write a whole novel? Maybe I could do this if someone helped me. But our mindset is also in charge of the story we tell our loved ones. So we're either saying, Writing is important to me right now. Please support me in this journey. Or we're saying, I know I want to, I know I say I want to write a book someday, but all these other things are more important to me today. And let me be clear there is no value judgment here. When my mom was in the hospital, I did not want to do anything but enjoy our last weeks together. I did no writing. I didn't journal because I, I didn't want to remember how awful I felt during those weeks. So I literally like didn't put pen to paper in any way. When my husband was in a motorcycle accident, I was overwhelmed by my sudden role as a full-time caregiver. So I did a tiny bit of writing. I. I actually later when I looked back at my done journal, which is from episode one of the podcast, if you're wondering what's a done journal, um, I was surprised at how much I got done in those six months. I thought that all I did was live and breathe, taking care of John and trying to figure out how to manage all all of our life at that point. But it turns out that all of those little bits of 15 minutes and 30 minutes and 60 minutes added up. Just like, um, let's just say it was Thomas Edison, I think it might have been, just like that quote says, I would still overestimate how much I could get done in a day, but I definitely underestimated how much it would come out to in the course of a year. So when you're listening to me saying 15 minutes, and you're thinking, I can't write a book in 15 minutes. No, you can't, but you can write a part of a book and 15 minutes plus 15 minutes plus 15 minutes over time. That's a book eventually you get to the end and you say, I finished a book. Now, when I don't have a crisis to deal with, I choose to push my mind to create a story, a mindset story that says to me, Kitty, writing is important to me and I will watch a little less TV and I will see my friends a little bit less and I will barter with John to do a few more household chores. He's actually so good at it. I don't think that, you know, by now after... Golly, 20 years more, more than 20 years i'm not sure how much more bartering that i could uh, that i could do but there's all these places where i choose writing over this writing over this not entirely i don't like never see friends or never watch tv but i say i'm going to take a little bit of this time to put towards writing and a little bit of this time to put towards writing so that altogether i can write more and if i didn't have that mindset I know I would say yes every time something fun came up. That's just the person that I am. I've learned that about myself. So I need to make sure that I'm telling myself the story that I want to live with. So mindset is also important in terms of focusing on the positive over the negative. Everybody has a different way that that they work, that their mind works, uh, different ways of carrot and stick that work for you. But Think about how you feel when I say these two sentences. I should write after dinner. I get to write after dinner. Can you feel it? Can you hear how I even use a different tone of voice? This is the power of mindset. We can help ourselves find energy even when we're tired if we work to keep our focus more upbeat. Another thing about mindset and again this is the individual nature to it when it comes to the carrot and the stick i'm a carrot person but other people work much better uh with the stick for me gamification works so well because of you know my um yes i i want to earn something i want to get something by doing this i like seeing stickers on my calendar that say i wrote today uh I'm always looking for colorful, um, the kinds of stickers that teachers put on little kids' papers like elementary school kids. I found some at office supply stores and you can order them online. And and I love putting these stickers on my calendar. Awesome, great job. (laughs) And I put a sticker on my calendar on on the, the days that I write. I'll definitely find a way to get my words in if it means I can say, do something like go to the movies with friends you know, someday when I can go to the movie theater with friends, I know soon, 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 (laughs) but that's another kind of carrot thing. If somebody said um, you can't go to the movie theater unless you get it done, even though it seems like it's the same thing in my head, that is totally negative. So somebody else, I've, I have a, other writer friends who they, what works for them is to say it the other way. I can't go to the theater with friends unless I get my words done. And I'm like, everything in me balks. No, that's not for me. <laughs> that, that's not gonna work for me. Um, but if I say I can go to the theater, when or if, it kind of depends on my day and how I'm feeling, when or if I get my words done, then I just, I make sure because I'm planning on going to the theater. (laughs) Um, So some of my writer friends will say, I can't do X until I get my words done, or I can't take a lunch break until I hit X number of words. And obviously that's working for them. I'm talking about friends who've got multiple published books out. Uh, again, for me in the way that my mind works, that's still too much on the negative side of thinking. It doesn't work for me. So you just need to ask yourself, well, what works best for you? For me, I may quite easily write all the way through my lunch hour. If I'm on a roll, I've done it a lot in the past, but if I told myself I couldn't have a lunch break until I got to a certain word count, I would bulk. So you need to know how your mind works. Now, That's just a short explanation of how time is an important part of finishing your book and how mindset is an important part of finishing your book. There's also structure, which can be a much bigger topic because each of you might be writing something completely different. So I'll just give you a couple of short examples for my romantic comedies. I know I need to fully know and present both the heroine character and the hero character because they'll get about equal time on the page. I know there are some tropes that I'm likely to use. Uh, For Love at the Fluff and Fold, I use the reunited trope. And there are certain things that are going to happen. They'll finally get together, and then later they'll break up, and then near the end they'll come back together forever with marriage on their mind. Now for my superhero books, I'll have several point of view characters, but the main character is the heroine Tori. And the main plot points will be all about good, good guys fighting bad guys with one main problem and several smaller problems throughout the book. So you can see the structure of how I'm telling the story is different. My Chicklet books are different again. They're all first person told from the heroine's point of view, and they're partly about life and partly about love. So in a way, it's sort of a mix of the all love all the time from the romantic comedies and the um, all action and adventure from the superhero books. So within fiction, these have different structures, but they're far more similar when you compare them to nonfiction, like in general, the story arc in Any fiction story has a lot of similarities to it, regardless of how you're telling it, um, when you're comparing it to nonfiction. So, for nonfiction, again, just using my own work as an example, because it's the work that I know how it was written, uh, in my encouragement for writers' book, I spent a lot of time planning the outline. I was going back and forth with my editor several times, just doing the outline, and then rearranging and rearranging the order of what I wanted to say, sometimes uh, taking taking things out entirely and adding in something new. Then I wrote the first chapter a few different ways to come up with how I wanted to encourage writers on each of these topics. Once all those things were clear, then I wrote the rest of the chapters. However, that book is much different in structure from say a how to guide for motorcycle maintenance In a book like that each chapter is going to be standalone because people are going to turn straight to the bit that they need help on plus the writing will be a lot more step by step instructions and probably even include diagrams and images. So hopefully I've given you some th- some things to think about. What area or areas do you think you need to work on where do you need the help. And where in the world are you even going to find good help? Thankfully, there are lots of ways to find what you need. There are hundreds of books and articles on the web in each of those three areas, time, mindset, and structure, just for writers, in addition to thousands more for the general market. And don't forget about all the other podcasts available to you Though I have to say, I'm so glad you're listening to mine. Thank you very much for sharing your time with me. If you could find another writer or a group of writers who write something similar to you, this is important because you want to make sure that the people who are giving you feedback understand the type of book that you're writing and know what uh, readers expect in that kind of book, Uh, you could have a critique partner or a critique group. That would be awesome, right? If you're new to the lingo, you might hear someone talk about their crit partner and that's just shorthand for critique. Uh, maybe you would want to join a writers group at a local library or a community center. Due to the pandemic, there are a lot of groups not meeting, but there are a lot of groups for meeting online. So that's great if you don't actually live near one. Maybe you live in the country or just you know someplace um, small enough that doesn't have any writers groups meeting there. I actually live in a really big city, and um, there are times when I felt like I can't find the right people that I need that write similar. Um, genres to me and therefore you know would understand know exactly how to critique this particular kind of work so it might be that even if you live in a city this will be difficult but if you could find some people who are willing to meet online that could make it easier you can learn a ton at writers conferences writer's retreats, writer's cruises, and one day writer's workshops. Again, so many of them are online, at least for right now. So check them out and see what's available to you. Or you can hire a professional. If you decide that you want to wait until after you finish your first draft, which means, yay, you got to the end of at least the first draft and you finished, congratulations, do something to celebrate. Uh, If you decide to wait until the end of the first draft, you might be looking at hiring a developmental editor who will give you notes about how to make the book better. Or you might want to hire a book coach before you get too far into the writing or at the end of the first draft to give you some feedback so you don't get lost and so that you know where you're going, how to get there in the... not the most quick and easy way, but the most efficient way for the story that you're trying to tell or for the kind of book that you're trying to write. Uh, Somebody who can help you to find some structure and to understand what you're going to do in your rewriting. All of the things I've mentioned have pros and cons, all require a different amount of time and money and commitment. I've done all of them and I've gotten all different kinds of help along the way. Um, I think that writing and the writing life is the most wonderful thing. It's why I continue to be a writer, living completely a writer life. (laughs) And so I want to encourage you though, to think about what's gonna help you the most right now to go right now and finish your book. Finishing your book might be the most important thing that you do this year. If you happen to like me and my personality, reach out. We'll get on a 30-minute Zoom call, see if we'd be a good match for one-on-one coaching. You can reach me at kitty at kittybuholtz.com you can send me a message on facebook messenger or twitter i'm just kitty buholtz on both of those or you can go to the contact page on rightnowworkshop.com i have a master's degree in creative writing with specialty classes in editing for both fiction and nonfiction. in addition to the eight fiction titles of my own i've directly helped four other authors get their books finished and imprinted. it's very fun Uh, plus i've been teaching writing classes for over 20 years with hundreds of students so Obviously, I love writing. I love teaching. I would love to help you finish your book. Please think about whether finishing your book this year is a priority for you. If it's not, totally fine. But if it is, ask yourself what you're going to do to make it happen and then go do it. I know you can write a book and maybe that will change the world one reader at a time. Happy writing.